0: Conversation now with Congressman Darren LaHood here on 92.7, four seven, and 9.70 AM. Congressman, thanks for taking time with us. And uh, there's so much to get to. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, but I guess we can start with uh, what's going on in D.C. with everybody captivated by a second impeachment trial. Uh, this is something, of course, the House passed over to the Senate. And they're holding a trial uh, to convict a president who's no longer in office. Uh, What's your reaction to where we're at right now in that?
1: Hey, Greg, thanks for having me on. Good to be with you and your listeners. Um, You know, I haven't watched uh, minute by minute the impeachment trial. I've actually been in a Ways and Means Committee hearing the last couple days here. Um, You know, I think when people watch the videos, I think people are disturbed, concerned about that, and, and it gets people riled up again. And and listen, as I've said, uh, it was a atrocious day, and all those people, I think we're up to close to 200 that have been charged in federal court, and they need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. But from a constitutional standpoint, I, I, I continue to go back to we are having an impeachment trial on a private citizen uh, and, a, and a former president. And, and what's the constitutionality of that? How can that go on? uh and and i think there's real concerns about that and the precedent this sets long term so um i i don't think you're going to get 17 republican senators to go along with convicting the president uh and again the president biden talks about uniting the country and bringing us together Seems to me when you watch these videos and see all this regurgitated again, uh, it, it doesn't bring unity to the country.
0: Congressman, uh, you've also got uh, barbed wire fence, uh, razor wire fence all around the Capitol building. Uh, as somebody who works there, uh, representing people from uh, from this area, what's that like, first of all, uh, having that level of security? Uh, and, and, and what should be done about that? Is there a threat that you've been made aware of? That's so specific to require uh, such uh, such efforts.
1: Well, I do think there's a bit of irony that, uh, you know, President Trump uh, built a wall along the southern border, started it, got 500 miles done. And the first thing Biden does is stop it. But yet you're putting up uh, fencing and barbed wire and essentially a wall around the U.S. Capitol to protect politicians uh, from, you know, uh, you know, arguably threats or other things on the outside. And so. Um, again, you know, there seems to be a double standard and in, in a hypocrisy there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, um, listen, again, I go back to what happened on the 6th, and, and there's an investigation. We're going to find out uh, where the lapses were in security, and 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 maybe we're going to have to make some changes there. But to have this type of fortress mentality that I think, you know, Pelosi uh, enjoys having, uh, uh, you know, I, I think long term we can't sustain that. Uh, there's no doubt we got to protect our capital and, and do the things we need to do. But I think uh, we're going to the extremes at this point.
0: Congressman Darren LaHood joining us here on the WMAY Morning News feed, 744 now in the capital city, and it's frigid out there. We're looking at about 18 the high today. Uh, Congressman, something else that uh, has just surfaced to the top of the news is how much money Illinois could get from uh, President Joe Biden's uh, economic stimulus plan because of COVID-19, and uh, one of your colleagues here from Illinois, uh, Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy, put out uh, numbers uh, showing that Illinois could get like $7.5 billion. Uh, local governments could get, uh, you know, uh, combined $5-plus plus billion billion. Um, is that the right approach? Can we afford that as taxpayers?
1: Well, I, I, I've said, um, and I've been supportive in the past stimulus packages, that where cities and municipalities can show that they have COVID-related revenue loss, and I think you got to be specific on that, uh, that we ought to look at how we can help them and get them through this time. But what I don't want is the federal government coming in and bailing out uh, blue states that have had systemic economic problems. Uh, this can't be a blank check that, that you know, J.B. Pritzker has to then help bail out our pension system. That's not, uh, you know, good for taxpayers. Remember, Greg, all of this is going on the federal credit card. This new package that President Biden has introduced, which is close to two trillion dollars, is money we don 't have it 's not in a rainy day fund and to think that we 're going to give billions and billions and billions of dollars to blue states uh, for, for for whatever they want to use it for uh, i don 't think is a good and wise use of taxpayer money. It is not being frugal and again. I, I introduced a bill last year taking the carrot-and-stick approach. States like Illinois, which, of course, we have $140 billion in unfunded liability. Uh, we're one of the worst-run states financially in the country. But let's say we'll give you some money, but you got to uh, pass a balanced budget. you got to create a rainy day fund. you got to make your pension systems or put them on the path to sound fiscal solvency. None of that has happened. And, by the way, Greg, 40 other states. Uh, have a balanced budget, have a rainy day fund, and have sound pension systems. Unfortunately, Illinois is in one of the ten and one of the worst. Uh, and and then uh, the the other point that I would make is I supported and helped with a stimulus package of about one trillion in December. We've only spent twenty percent of that, twenty percent of the one trillion. And now we here we are adding on another two trillion. Let's focus on distribution of the vaccine. Let's get it in people's arms. That's what we ought to be working on. And then disproportionately affected businesses. Uh, th- 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 frankly, um, I think it's too much money. I can't support it at this point.
0: We're talking with Congressman Darren LaHood here on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, other issues I definitely wanted to uh, get to here and uh, kind of a round robin of topics. So I appreciate you jumping around with me. Um, but let's talk about some of the actions that uh, President Biden's taken thus far. Uh, and and we'll talk about the U.S. attorneys in a moment. But um, what's going on with China? Uh, I've seen you know a few headlines here and there that uh, we're going to learn more and we're going to take a different approach. Approach and uh, you know, kind of reversing some things that uh, the former president did on his way out uh, concerning China. Uh, how much of a threat is China, and do you think that President Biden is taking that seriously?
1: I, I do think uh, it's, I'm taking a wait and see approach, um, but I do think this may be one area where there will be a common uh, ground between the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Uh, if you listen to Janet Yellen during her confirmation hearing, of course, the new Treasury Secretary. I mean, she described China as uh, a confrontational threat, an adversary. Um, You know, those are words that maybe hadn't been used in the past. I mean, I I would go further and say they are an existential threat, right, Uh, from a national security standpoint, an economic standpoint, from a human rights standpoint. Um, And and Biden announced yesterday he's creating a task force with the uh, Department of Defense. And so I take that as a good sign. Um, But we have to take it a different approach. China continues to manipulate uh, not abide by the same rules and standards that every other industrialized country in the world does. On the technology front, whether it's Huawei or others, um, you know, they uh, are, are, again, going by a different set of rules and standards. Uh, our tech companies are, con- completed, are are treated completely different in China. And so, um, uh, you know, w- we can't have the same approach that Biden had during the Obama administration. That did not work. Uh, the evidence supports that. And so we have to be bold on this. Now, I'm generally, Greg, not a fan of tariffs, tariffs are taxes, but arguably President Trump got the Chinese to come to the table because he used tariffs. He used some type of he used some sanctions there. You got to play hardball with them to get their attention. And I do think Biden will try to partner with some of our like minded allies around the world to go after China. It needs to be treated as an existential threat.
0: Congressman, you talk about tariffs. Uh, I'm going to be talking with a a restaurant owner out of Chicago here soon uh, about tariffs, and uh, they're looking at possibly um, uh, doing something about tariffs for uh, goods from overseas. Uh, I'm not not sure if you're familiar with this, but uh, essentially what they're saying is uh, they want to have uh, the administration's 25% tariffs on European food, wine, and spirits, Uh, To be reviewed, Uh, restaurants are saying that that impacts them, especially with uh, COVID-19 and the year that they've had in the past. Have you seen this? Uh, What's your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I'm familiar with it. And and, um, the problem is many of our other ag products, corn, soybeans, our livestock, our our chicken, the, the Europeans won't buy it. I mean, they have these standards that relate to GMOs and other things. And by the way, we sell it every place else in the world. And they won't allow our ag products, so they've been very discriminatory against our ag products. You talk to any farmer, uh, and and it's 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 again, it's a double standard that the Europeans use. So that's been the holdup on the tariffs. I do understand the the consequence that the tariff has had on on restaurants. I, I, again, I, I'm open minded on that, uh, but we have to get um, some tangible changes uh, and results out of the European Union. So that they don't continue to discriminate against our. I mean, in in these trade wars or these tariff wars, Greg, ag always ends up being the pawn. Uh, they, they always end up being the one caught in the middle, uh, and that's been the dispute uh, long term. But uh, listen, I I understand full well uh, the stress uh, and the anxiety that restaurants are under, um, and I would be open minded on um, you know relieving the tariffs if we got some um, commitment from the Europeans that they're not not going to treat ag the way they have been.
0: Congressman Rod, uh, Congressman Darren LaHood about uh, uh, mixed you up there. Uh, Congressman Darren LaHood here on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, There is bipartisan uh, disappointment, uh, including your colleague, uh, Congressman Roddy Davis and Congressman uh, Mary Miller, joining with the likes of uh, Senator Dick Durbin and uh, Senator uh, Tammy Duckworth, criticizing the Biden administration's move to request that uh, the U.S. attorneys resign, except for a handful. Uh, That includes the one up in Chicago that's investigating that landmark Ahmed bribery scheme implicating house speaker michael madigan um tell us your thinking on this especially as a former federal prosecutor
1: well greg let's back up a few months uh, you know commonwealth edison was um you know entered into the largest plea agreement in the history of the state of illinois that paid the largest fine ever implicating mike madigan and his minions um and 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 that uh, prosecution continues uh, Everybody around Mike Madigan has either been indicted or charged. Uh, They're moving closer towards him. Um, So why you would want to get rid of that federal prosecutor uh, that is in charge of this public corruption case that involves the state legislature, involves Mike Madigan, involves Commonwealth Edison and many, many others, uh, you know, is perplexing to me. I mean, uh, what does it lead you to believe that, uh, you know, that they don't want that to move forward and continue? Uh, And you mentioned it. It does have bipartisan support. I give Senator Durbin and Senator Duckworth credit. Uh, they've asked the president to, to keep uh, Mr. Lausch, the U.S. attorney in place, but Biden made the decision not to do it. So it, it leads you to believe that, uh, you know, President Biden doesn't want to see this go forth. And that's, uh, again, frustrating. Uh, and, and I think it's really disappointing uh, for the citizens of Illinois. Uh, we, we've had such a problem with public corruption and public officials, and it seemed like we were right on the heels of, of of getting uh, 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 other indictments here at the end to close the loop on this, but that didn't happen. And so, uh, you know, we wrote a letter yesterday, as you mentioned, uh, we're going to continue to stay on the Biden administration and I hope uh, that they reverse their decision and keep Mr. Lausch in place for uh, the
0: taxpayers of the
1: state of Illinois.
0: Do you think that uh, this should be made an issue whenever america uh, Garland goes up for uh, confirmation?
1: A- absolutely. And I think the fact that uh, uh, Senator Durbin is going is now the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, you would think he could pick up the phone and call and tell uh, President Biden to keep Lausch in place. And I hope he does that.
0: Congressman Darren LaHood here on the WMAY morning news feed. Greatly appreciate you taking the time with us and we'll connect again soon. All right. Be safe out there.
1: You too, Greg. Thanks for having me on. Take care.